Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. All right, what's up, Green Council? This is Stephen, your host with Phantology Podcast, along with my lifelong friend Josh and our resident Maester Hayden, here to talk about House of the Dragon Episode 9, also titled The Green Council. And if you are listening on YouTube, I have my green shirt on because uh, I'm repping the greens right now. They they consolidated some power here. They did. Yeah, well, and then... Uh... Yeah, and I, I didn't realize that the episode of that the name of this episode was the Green Council, but Hayden did prep me that this was going to be a mostly Greens episode. So I think that that helped going into it. If, if mm. you didn't see the title, you know. Yeah, and I think the next one is going to be about the Blacks. So not to jump ahead to the next one, obviously we don't want to do spoilers, but it's going to be the Blacks. But it seems like from the promo, there's going to be a lot of action. Like there's some some big time dragon action, and it looks like they're going to do one of the big inciting events of the whole thing uh, to end the season. So, man, I'm really looking forward to that, uh, to the season finale. Because honestly, like usually episode nine is the exciting one for Game of Thrones season. And it uh, didn't really do it for me in terms of excitement. It was a good episode, but in my opinion, not one of the strongest episodes. And in, in fact, probably one of the weaker ones. Like it wasn't bad TV by any means, but I, I had a couple issues with it. Mm. I think that's kind of what happens when you have a season that's full of like bangers that even a really strong yeah, episode might be fair. like on the totally on fair. the weaker side of the season. Uh, yeah, it, it's hard because it was last episode was so crazy, and then this one was a little bit you know more just moving pieces again into place. It seems like, but you know the ending was pretty crazy. So hmm. yeah, it, it was definitely like a big defining moment. Um, you know, crowning Aegon uh, to be king. Yeah, it and, just didn't. I I don't know how it didn't feel like that was going to be super permanent, especially with uh, Rainey's what's her, what's her name? Rainey's yeah, Rainey's yeah. uh, disrupting it like that. Like it it almost was like you guys can do whatever you want over here, but we know who has the power. You know, mm-hmm. it kicked it off, kicked off the uh, the dance. So, so this one, correct me if I'm wrong, Hayden, but this there was not a lot of like actual events from fire and blood that like george wrote down right like he obviously wrote that Aegon was crowned king and like the outline of this stuff happened but a lot of it was kind of the invention of the showrunners right yeah there was a lot of change um, <clears throat> changes when it came to this episode i mean there were accounts uh like the first change was like uh, how are they going to make lyman beesbury die you know in the in the council and like he dies regardless you know but I was really excited to see like what account they would take in that instance. And uh, they decided to go with Crispin just <laughs> smashing his head on the little, uh, little ball thing. That was, <laughs> I don't know what that, that is, but that, yeah, that, that was pretty brutal, man. That was one of the more violent, like, I guess, I don't know, in terms of the whole game of Thrones pantheon of deaths it might not be up there, but 
I just had a little pretty... slideshow of Game of Thrones deaths flash through my head. Yeah. As you said that. <laughs> I know. I, I, same thing. I said that. I was like, wait, I, I might want to hedge myself a little bit. <laughs> there's been some pretty be- brutal ones. But like, Definitely. It's it pretty intense, you know? Just It was it was intense because, uh, because Otto was like, no, no one leaves this room. We're not removing the body, you know? And yeah. everyone just had to sit around it and discuss what happened next. But then they let they let um I don't know the character's name but the previous Lord Commander yep he they let him leave I thought that Cole was gonna come after him yeah I kind of thought there was gonna be a showdown I feel like they I feel like there almost needed to be a showdown right there I was kind of disappointed that that happened the way it did well he was I mean basically he he left on the uh you know he he said. Basically, I can't do anything unless there is a king. You know, I won't take any command um, from you guys. And so they're like, all right, well, that's that's true. You know, we need to find the king. So is that when it disbanded right then? Like, do you think they yeah. sat around and continued talking? Oh, so when he left, that's when that's when they ended talking. You think? Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay. So speaking of finding the king, this was my issue with the episode because the tension in the episode all revolved around trying to find Aegon. And there were these two parties that were trying to find them. There were Otto's, Goonies, and Allison's heroes. You know, not really. I don't know, kind of heroes, whatever. However you want to view it. Anyway, Allison and Otto are both trying to find Aegon. And the reason the reason stated for wanting to find him is because they they want to like have his ear to give him advice to say either go kill Rhaenyra or spare Rhaenyra. But in the end, like the result of finding Aegon was a 10 minute conversation with him in the carriage on the way to being coronated. Like the the result of finding him, which was the big thing that all the tension hung on, didn't really seem to align with how important the episode was trying to tell me it was that one side or the other finds him, if that makes sense. So that, that was my beef the whole time watching as like, why do we care so much which side finds him? Like, I get that we want to find him, but I don't really care who does. Hmm. That's fair. I mean, we did have the conversation with Otto and Allison finally, where Allison kind of steps up um, to him. And then, uh, and that was good. Did. Yeah, that yeah. was good. And then yeah. he basically just gave it to her. He's like, all right, as you wish, like you go find like Aegon's yours, you know? Yeah. I feel like that is kind of a, a plot uh, con- contravene. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, convenience or contra contravines what am i trying to say i don't even know <laughs> contravine yeah not a not a word but uh, a convenience of the plot yeah there's a word there I'm, I'm, uh, yeah anyway <laughs> you've been you've been under the weather we'll excuse you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah anyway i feel like there that is a um kind of just leading into like we need something to spur on the episode to make it a little bit more exciting, you know, and I, I agree it could have probably been done a little bit better. I thought that there was going to like that Eamon was going to maybe like just kill him on the spot or something, or like maybe just, you know, find some other way to get rid of him. But we did pick up a lot of clues as to what was going like going on in King's Landing while that was going on. We saw the importance of the white, what's her name? The white worm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, the white worm. We saw her really come into play, and I hope that she continues to have a big part because she really is a pretty compelling character. So you don't believe that she died in the fire? Oh, so that's what Hayden and I were trying to figure out what the fire was all about. I thought, yeah, go, go ahead, Hayden. 
Yeah, no, I just wasn't sure. Uh, I couldn't figure out that scene because, I mean, we. Uh, I think that um, Talia is her name, the servant, uh, the spy mm. servant um, that's working with the White Worm. She like lit the candles in the window, right? To like, I think that was to like signal to yeah, uh, Masaria that the king yeah. had died, right? But then, yeah, after that conversation with Otto and Masaria. I, I I don't really know what the building burning what I, I don't know I couldn't I couldn't correlate those two because I didn't see that maybe I just didn't catch it I didn't see that building like in the previous scenes I I thought it was just a little bit after the uh, the weird scene with Laris and Alcent in the foot fetish um, yeah. where where <laughs> she sorry. tells him to go Eternally. yeah right yeah seriously uh, <laughs> she tells him to go take care of the white worm and then you know we know that he killed his yeah. family via fire before and there's just like a hooded figure walking away i i just thought that was the way of showing us that like now an attempt was made to burn down another okay enemy that makes a lot of sense that, that doesn't make a lot of sense yeah i i thought it was aemon had no, noticed the bastard that was in like the fight mm-hmm. the house the, mm-hmm. like the the place that and i thought that it was him like burning that house down to like kill the bastard so there wasn't a claim to the throne. That's kind of what my thought was, but I don't have really have any evidence. It might not even be the same building. So mm-hmm. that was just what I thought when I saw it. I haven't gone back to rewatch it. Yeah, I got to do a rewatch uh, just for that scene. It's kind of put the pieces together again. I'm, I'm sure it, there's somebody that's put. It was together. another dark scene. The it show was. continues. The show can like honestly, my my main criticism of the show is it's just too dark. It's just too hard to see. It's like why should it be a struggle for me to see? I know I've harped on this before. People. The whole internet hates this, but like, why? I, I just don't. I don't anyway, think it's we can, that bad. I, I didn't. I didn't think this episode was that bad. I, I yeah, did just, enjoy the uh, the darker scenes of of the Red Keep. I thought that was really nice. My my rant is that the subtitles on HBO and Hayden served me rant about this before, but the subtitles are white, and I don't have like a super nice OLED. So like, when the, when the subtitles come on, like it brightens like the entire display and like kind of washes yeah. everything out. Maybe so that's my whole problem. If I turn the subtitles mm-hmm. off, then then it does look a lot better. But I use, I watch most things mm-hmm. with subtitles on, so it kind of annoys me. Could be. Yeah. Okay. I'll give that a shot for the finale. Um, yeah, okay, but, so, yeah, go ahead. Hing. Back to that, uh, the, uh, Masaria, the conversation that she had with Otto, I thought that was really, really neat. Like her kind of stepping to him and saying, like, you don't have any power besides what the people give you. I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. Which yeah. we see then in the coronation with all the people jammed into the, is that mm-hmm. the so is that the sept of Baylor? Is that no? The that's that's that... the dragon pit that they were. Okay. So, oh, makes sense since yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Drag- <laughs> that, that connects dragon. That connects some pieces. <laughs> yeah. Was the dragon pit typically where they would crown a king? I guess I thought they would do that like in the, in the holy sept. Um, I don't. I mean, yeah. I guess they decided to do it in the dragon pit for, for Aegon another plot uh contrivance of yeah <laughs> okay that's a word i looked it up contrivance uh yeah look. yeah I, th- I think you were trying to say contrivance yeah, that's what i was trying to say yeah okay yeah yeah but yeah. Con- contri- con- yeah yeah you got it you got <laughs> I it, get it you know- i could see it in my head i couldn't say right it. right okay right so right so there was another plot point there with uh renice and maylord maylis maylis right yeah, that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, coming out of there. So convenient that they're doing it at the dragon pit, so she could bust up and and break up the whole thing. 
Right. Yeah. And that does happen in the, uh, n- not that like the dragon doesn't burst, you know, Rainey's doesn't burst out in the books, but, uh, they do do the coordination in the dragon pit. I'm pretty sure if I remember right. Okay. So not a contrivance, real fake history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, then we, we finally got what Helena was saying with the beast beneath the boards. We were trying to figure that out. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure okay. that's what, what yeah, that, that's what we thought that meant. Yeah. Okay. So I thought it was uh, referring to something that's going to happen. I'm guessing in the next season. Mm. I think you probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, yeah. So that's yeah. why I wasn't sure what uh, it might be referring to. Cause there are multiple things that it could be, but then like beast dragon beneath, you know? Yeah. And then okay. uh, Helena says it one now. more time in that episode. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, that's probably what they meant by it. Man, what was the death toll for the small folk from that? I know, right? <laughs> like, there were a lot of people in there. Yeah. 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 Somebody should calculate that out. Yeah. Um, so, Renice, yeah, she's so nice and noble and not killing. Uh, well, I mean, it the... was her only way of escaping, you know? I don't know. Yeah. She, she could. Yeah. It seems like she could have waited until everybody left, then done it. <laughs> I think they would have went and looked for her, but I don't know. I think she was on a time crunch there. And maybe if the doors were closed. Because all of them were up there on the stage for the coronation, but they yeah. they know, you know, that she's a player. They locked her up. So she'd they'd be looking for her. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, you know, it just reinforces what they were kind of showing throughout the episode is that the uh Targaryens and the royalty don't really care too much about the uh loss of life with the small folk with the children kill- fighting and killing each other right in the pits and just all of Flea Bottom is just a horrid place to live and uh, but they do still need the, you know, the power from the people. And I thought that scene where they all started cheering Aegon was like pretty powerful and interesting as Aegon's like, hey, I kind of like this a little bit. And he grew as a character. And then the whole thing, you know, unraveled really quickly since you saw that uh, Rhaenys didn't care if the small folk all died. Right. Yeah. It, it just shows how like dangerous dragons are too and how this whole conflict is going to amount to a lot of uh, civilian deaths, you know, SM people. So, okay. While we're on this, I mean, I think it is kind of a controversy. I haven't seen that much discussion around the episode, but the discussion I have seen has centered around that decision to, um, for Rennie's not to just torch everyone. Like, not is she not, yeah. Is she not? Well, not, I mean, obviously not torch the whole of King's Landing, but like not torch, well sure okay yeah yeah not yeah like it seems like she could have ended the whole conflict right there like why didn't she slash <laughs> like does that make sense for her not to do it's kind of like I, when I, in obi-wan when we saw that like obi-wan could have killed vader right then like is he now responsible for kind of like all the deaths and stuff that comes after you know uh, anyway just right that's the yeah. discussion topic yeah it's a good point i don't know if um it's hard to say if she really had it had it in her to you know there's a there's a couple of people up there that she still felt for, like Allison, I think, you know, as a mother. That's the that's the way Ryan Condal put it, you know, in, in the episode mm-hmm. review. But then also like Helena's up there, you know, and and uh, Helena's kind of just like a victim of this whole situation. It seems she's just in it. So uh, I don't know. I I, I think that Rainey's uh, kind of feeling a little compassionate there. And also, I mean, there's a ton of witnesses. So if that would have 
turned the whole of King's Landing against. I kept the theme of that episode was that he need mind you. So if you yeah. see, like they had all just been cheering for King Aegon. So like if they see somebody just like regis regicide regicide is that the word? Yeah, yeah. Regicide. They see if they see her just kill the king and all the surrounding people, then like you know they might not be able to convince uh, kings like the small folk to follow. You know, yeah, action. that's true. All of a sudden yeah. they're rebels and tyrants, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it seems like King's Landing is already a big fan of the greens. They totally. And back in what episode like three or four, when uh, Renera and Damon were going through the city and they stopped and watched that little play, I guess yeah. it's pretty apparent that King's Landing doesn't really want Renera. They're, they're uh, big fans of the whole, I guess the the patriarchy, right? Well, yeah, yeah. the order, and, and also it's like Renair hasn't been around, you know. Like she's been off, and she's mm-hmm. she just left in her youth, you know. It's like she she hasn't been there since she was a little girl, and like Allison and Aegon and Aemon has been there, and I'm sure mm-hmm. like you know have been even if they've been whoring around a bit, like they've still been. <laughs> and you and, know uh, that rumors of uh, Rhaenyra's bastards are not just confined to the Red Keep. I'm yeah. sure, you know, all of King's Landing is aware that her children are very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that said, I mean, do the, like, I guess the Blacks have the dragons and that's... The, the Greens have dragons day. and the Blacks do too. Uh, yeah. You know, the Blacks have more dragons, but the Greens have Vagar. so... Right. That's fun. <laughs> oh man. I'm so excited to see uh see all this play out moving on. And honestly, I'm not convinced that Rainey's is like totally on the black side. Like I think she is, but also I think if it's apparent that like the Greens have the upper hand, then she would like call in that favor of not like killing off them. You know what I mean? Mm, like okay. I could I could feasibly see her you know still continuing to play both sides because she's kind of done that her entire life it seems like but her her grandchildren are on the on the black side that's true yeah mm-hmm. and, and it's she didn't appreciate being locked up but like she was about to throw <laughs> renera under the bus you know during the when they were mm-hmm. before uh viserys came and supported and like spoke for her yeah well, and that that conversation between allison and Rainey's was super great like uh Allison, you know, Rainey's finally stuck at Allison, just telling her, like, hey, you've you've just been like following the the men, you know. You're not mm-hmm. really you're not really taking a step for you step up for the women in the realm, you know. You're not basically like they've been plotting behind your back, you know, <laughs> and you're not oh, that, really a big part of this. So. We totally skipped over that scene, but that was pretty yeah. powerful when we just saw Allison just like put her head like head in her hands, realizing that like mm-hmm. That like, even though she thought, because I'm still torn, like, right, what we were talking about last episode, even though she might think that she's in the right, she realizes it doesn't even matter that she thinks she's in the right, because that was going to happen regardless of what what Vicera said. So while she, I I think she does honestly believe like that, that she's acting in the best like interests of Viserys and the kingdom, Mm -hmm. but she realizes that it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter to anyone else, you know? Yeah, mm. like like she, how insignificant, uh, you know, she actually was in that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. There's so many other people plotting behind her, and I'm really glad that happened because if you remember, my beef with episode eight was 
I thought it would have been really dumb if all of a sudden Allison was like, oh, Viserys's drug-addled mind said that Aegon should be king and that's going to yeah. change everything. So I'm glad that, in fact, it wasn't really important at all. And the other, you know, the real powers that be behind Allison's back were putting all these things in motion. That feels really Game of it, Thrones. It feels, it feels good because it keeps you sympathetic to her. And like, mm-hmm. you know, Allison is still a sympathetic character for me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I still want her to like have some measure of success, right? I think right. they handle that the, well. the thing that shows doing doing a really good job of is you're both like cheering for and also despising both sides at the same time. Yeah. Right. It just depends on whatever what's going on. Like right. it was brutal to watch watch her be taken advantage of by we haven't even talked about the the foot fetish scene. Yeah. But it was like brutal to watch her be taking advantage of by Laris, like just for some meager scraps of information there. She was ex- like exploited and you know made to show that like she was still just an object for like male's gratification right Mm -hmm. yeah hayden and i were discussing so my theory is that the weaver and you guys might know this hayden had a pretty good poker face last night but my theory is that the weaver is Otto, and that laris is going to take Otto out next that's that's my running theory how did that conversation go again remind me he he was saying that there's just like a weaver we have spy network throughout the red keep yeah, it was basically alluding to the to the spy network and uh, said they're yeah the weaver not naming anyone by name and uh, I don't know you know we don't if, know. You, if you cut off the head then everything yeah just... if you cut off yeah that's what it was yeah so my my kind of theory is okay. that it's Otto because he already okay. killed his his entire family like I don't think that yeah I he's just got think, no qualms I just think yeah. it would be what what I what scene I want is for Allison to like have that same scene when he realized she realized that was because of him that all those people that all the strongs died only that it was like maybe like Otto and like maybe even Aegon or something or like one of her sons like that she's the reason that they died I think that that would be like a really powerful scene but who mm-hmm. knows if we get that it would also be devastating so I'm not saying I want that to happen but uh-huh yeah hmm. so I think next season we need to get some kind of uh like every episode betting pool of who's gonna die that was that was a fun thing to do when game of thrones was originally coming out and there weren't a ton of characters who actually died in this season but uh going forward <laughs> there might be so uh <laughs> we, we should totally do that because uh you know the original ga- the early game of thrones seasons the main characters were just getting offed like crazy <laughs> and by the end they kind of had a core group of characters that like yeah. for a story to survive you can't just kill everyone so those group of characters kind of made it through most of the middle to end seasons, but that I think the rest of House of the Dragon is going to be pretty fun to do, like Death Pool. I also yeah. de- I also decided I'm going to finish. I'm going to read Fire and Blood after the season comes out. Okay. I I don't really want to wait to find out the rest <laughs> of the story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. It's fun to watch it, but I also want to be involved in the discussions about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a another prophecy i think in that um episode when we first see helena when allison goes to find aegon and she goes into helena's room and uh jaharis and jahara are there helena says if one possesses a thing the other will take it away or something like that what do you guys speculate on that any theories um it might be related to the thing that i thought was the beast below the board yeah yeah, I'm thinking too. 
if we're thinking of the same thing, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm thinking that might be it. But it also, you know, it could refer to this uh, this finale episode. Yeah, they might just try to keep the prophecies like self-contained within the season. Yeah, I'm thinking that might be what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so who won and lost? What characters uh, did the most for their cause? And what characters failed? This one's hard. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Aegon was the winner of this episode. Because he like actually realized that he could be a ruler. And then I'm thinking that the twin that got betrayed, Eric, whichever Eric, Eric or Eric. Is. <laughs> Eric or yeah, which Eric? <laughs> that they were the loser. Man, it would suck to if I went into battle, like into conflict, and Ben just like stood there and, and hung me out to dry. <laughs> and that that would be a pretty low moment. Yeah. <laughs> so there's okay. my winner and loser. Oh, yeah. Okay. I need a second to think, Steven. If you want to go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I probably should have come prepared as well. Uh, <laughs> winner, I get. I mean, I would say Allison, but like she also kind of between Allison and Otto, they both had good and and bad things happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Otto because clearly this is something he's been planning behind the scenes for a long time, and although he didn't, he didn't like not all of his plans came to fruition because Allison kind of stood up to him. And his hit squad over to Dragonstone uh, may or may not work out because he didn't get uh, enough of Aegon's ear. He did get his grandson crowned king, which is, you know, since the time he's come to King's, King's Landing, that's what he's been trying to do from episode one, basically, of the show. Mm. So he, he, yeah, big winner for him for those reasons. Uh, loser, man, I'm going to say like... Kristen Cole just because he seems so lost and like every time the guy just takes the wrong turn almost like now he's just blind to this weird devotion and I don't know what's I mean it doesn't seem like things are going well for him I mean he's not he's not under any like bodily threat but at the same time he can't go to bed happy right he's got a lot of issues (laughs) I'd have to agree with you uh I think um Crispin is just uh He's just the worst. He's always he's always my uh, my loser for every episode. I don't know. There's just like no. I don't know how anyone could like him to be honest. Um, no, but but for real, I think the uh, the loser of the episode was uh, that one like unnamed high lord that tried to escape Aww. the castle. Mm-hmm. He tried to escape the keep on the horse, and then Laris caught him, and uh, he got hung. And I was like, dang, I, we don't even know who he was, you know. But Dude, I, I don't think it. they named him at all. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. At that point, I I'm just I'm just spending the knee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Poor guy, though. You know, like words are wind, right? I mean, bend the knee, say whatever. Get out yeah. like the next day. I don't know why. <laughs> why has he got to leave right then? Yeah, that's true. If you don't, that's if true. You don't want to support him? Get out. I gotta say, the winner for me was uh, well, I think there's a couple. I think uh, I think Lyman Beesbury went out on a uh you know speaking his truth and and really backing Rainier till the end and backing Viserys till the end little Viserys fanboy and so he 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 went out uh on his own terms there but also I think Rainey's just because she I, I I'm so team black you know still and I just think that uh yeah Rainey's escaping uh you know without her escape there'd be no knowledge given to the blacks and like this whole thing you know not immediately 
and uh, they wouldn't have her dragon and everything. So I think uh, that's a big, big move for her and and for Team Black. All right, finale coming up. And uh, tragically, Hayden's not going to be there uh, with, with us for the finale review next week. <laughs> yeah, sadly. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'm going to watch it a few times after. So I'm thinking I'll rewatch the whole season this week and then uh, mm. and then watch the finale. That's how you become a Grand Maester on the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man, I'm expecting big things. I'm I'm really <laughs> thinking this finale is like 10 out of 10 action, intrigue, full-on Game of Thrones. Like, I, my hype could not be any higher. I agree. Totally. Nice. All right, well, thank you guys for reviewing Episode 9. Thanks for listening. See you guys later. See ya. Bye.